Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Jack Evans, one of Bike Radar's digital writers. This week I'm joined by a titan of cycling technology, Garmin's global product manager, Andy Silver, to talk about the future of cycling computers. We spoke at the launch of the new Garmin Edge 1040 Solar at the company factory in the Netherlands. I asked Andy about the £630 cycling computer's new features, including in-app customization, improved GPS, and most notably, solar charging. We also discussed the rise of power-based training, whether a Garmin can replace a coach for amateur riders, and the merits of the brand's safety gadgets like the Varia radar system. But before we begin, please remember to share and subscribe to the podcast. Please could you introduce yourself to the uh, Bike Radar listeners? Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is uh, Andy Silver. I am a cycling product manager um, with Garmin. And my, uh, I guess, primary responsibilities are for our um, Edge products um, and also um, the Tax uh, Smart Trainers. And please could you describe briefly your career path to um, your position now? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I am un- unusually for Garmin. I am not from a dedicated engineering background, more from a I really love this stuff kind of kind of background. So I I worked for various consumer electronics companies um, pre Garmin and was always super interested in endurance sport. Um, I ran as a kid. I um, switched to triathlon when I um, went to university and then probably got into cycling off the back of that and wanted to combine that with my my work essentially 
um, and Garmin was a logical um, logical step. It was supposed to be just a step. But that was a long time ago. Still here because I uh, I love this stuff. How long ago was that? <laughs> Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Sorry. <laughs> and um, uh, products like the Edge Pen Forty Solar that we're at the launch of today, um, products have come on a lot since then. Um, what what would you say the key developments are in, in those 15 years? I mean, what's interesting is that um, a lot of the challenges and the basic principles of those challenges remains pretty similar, right? You have to have a product that is compact enough to fit on the bars, that lasts as long that, that people want it to, that, that does the things that, that people want it to and that works well in the outdoor environment. So a lot of those principal challenges kind of remain the same. I guess what are the what are the things that we are are focused on 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 delivering um really kind of break down into three three categories right and this is where kind of our evolution has come um over time one is um at a performance level so a kind of data monitoring level you know we've evolved from presenting data and information right now to where we're at of you know interpreting that for the user and telling them okay we know what you've done we know its impact on your fitness. We can therefore guide you on what to do next. That's kind of the, the path that we've been on. And then with Edge 1040, we're extending that even further um, by, you know, with this product, helping the rider understand where their abilities lie, helping them understand what the demands of a specific course might be. And then when they get to their course and they get to their event to do it, helping them manage their effort through it. So with, with functionalities and features like real-time stamina and with Power Guide that prescribes you know, user-specific targets through the course to help them get um, to the end. So that's on the performance side of things. On the navigation front, you know, we've spent a long time over the last kind of 10, 12 years um, building up a massive data set on Garmin Connect of, you know, knowing where people actually ride their bikes, dependent on their bike type and the type of riding they're doing. Um, And now we're at a point where, you know, on Edge 1040, we are, um, you know, we're showing that to the user. We, we're showing it on the map where the popular places are dependent on your bike type. So it will change depending on which type of bike riding you're doing for that specific day. And we're using it in our routing algorithm. So showing people where to go based on where we know people actually ride their bikes. So our goal is to help cyclists ride as if they were a local. You also made um, efforts to improve the usability of Garmin devices because we at Bike Radar noticed how you can now adjust settings on the edge through the Garmin Connect app, which wasn't previously possible. Um, what was your thinking behind that software change? Yeah, and I, I probably I probably take a step back from from that a little bit, um, and you know, starting from the point where we're at, you know, our products do a lot of stuff, right? They they do a lot of things because we are catering for a lot of different types of cyclists in a lot of different types of environments. So it is a challenge for us. You know, admittedly, it's been a challenge for us in the past to present the fun- all of that functionalities in a way that makes it easy for everybody to, to, to address. So, you know, we, we know what, we, we know that that's been kind of the perception and we made a real effort on edge 1040 to basically redesign the user experience from the ground up. So um, like you mentioned, you can now adjust the settings um, on the edge from the Garmin Connect mobile app on your phone. You can you can do that. What we actually hope is that you never need to do that um, because what we do, if you're an existing customer, an existing Garmin Connect person. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the setup, which probably takes less than two minutes, we will transfer everything from your current device to your new device, including your activity profiles, the data screens, and all the sensors you've used. We'll transfer that automatically so that it's there, ready to go and ready to ride immediately. So you know, the goal there is you don't have to touch it again. And then similarly, even if you're a new user, we, you know, we have a lot of information in Garmin Connect about what our riders, what data fields they prefer, what, what, what screens they have set up. Even if you're new, you're new to Garmin, you know, during the setup, we say to use a power meter, to use a heart rate, to use a smart trainer. Um, and we will set up what we know about our users as the most popular screens and setups. So our goal there is that, again, once that's across your edge, you, hopefully you don't need to adjust it anyway. But yeah, you're right. On the app, you can now change it if you do need to change it. But also you can still change it on the device. So what we hope is we've kind of given the the best of the best of all the worlds. How much of that change was an acknowledgement of competition you face from the likes of Wahoo and Hammerhead launching a new head unit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, competition is always a good thing, right? It, and it, you know, people say that you know it, it does keep you on your toes, um, and it, it's a good thing for cyclists because well, a they have choice, and b we make better products because of it, and we innovate because of it. So it's a it's a good thing from that perspective, but it's also a good thing from our perspective because the more people are talking about GPS bike computers or power meters or, or watches or whatever it might be, the more they're interested in buying them. Um, and it's, it's, so it's, I think it's a good thing on, on, on all sides. And we know that we have to, you know, if we want to retain our position as what we think is the best kind of cycling technology brand, which we're trying to striving for, then we have to continue to, 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 to innovate. And that's what we tried to do with Edge, Edge 1040. And to what degree will your innovation be based on in-house research and development? And to what extent might you continue to acquire um, interesting companies that are maybe competitors or just have a really valuable bit of technology? Yeah, I mean that's that's part of our that's part of our DNA, right? Um, is we want to continue. We are a product company first and foremost, right? We want to make good stuff that people enjoy using and that makes their activities more fun or makes them better at their activities or makes them want to do it more. That's that's really at the core of, of, of what we want. Um, and if we see things that we don't own ourselves or that we want to develop, we will do that. I mean, the interesting thing on Edge 1040 is, well, a couple of things, really, two, two core examples. One is solar technology is on Edge 1040, the first GPS bike computer with integrated solar. If you think about a bike computer, it's out there in front of your bars, it's facing the sky. It is the perfect implementation for solar technology to harvest that. We saw the advantage of that in general. So we acquired a solar company. I can't remember when that was now, probably two, three years ago. And now we're bringing that into our product. So that's one perfect advantage that adds real benefit to the user, right? You can add up to 42 minutes per hour of riding in good sun conditions. How's it going to fare on a rainy afternoon in Redditch? Well, it's, it's funny you say I'm that, right? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm from the UK too. And, uh, you know, we've had first production um, kind of units of, of, uh, of Edge 1040 probably in the end of March, beginning of April. So pretty early in the, in the you know, the, the outdoor cycling season, as we call it. 
Um, and actually, you know, obviously it works best in sunny conditions. But even at that early time of the year, when the sun was out, we we're gaining real usable time for, for the user. I hope people are really excited by, by that part. So solar is one thing. The other thing is um, on Edge 1040, one of our goals is, you know, we've seen a lot of more people having access to power data. Um, and power data is important because it is the true reflection. You, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but would you be able to um, approximate how many um, Garmin users and Garmin Edge users do use power? Probably not going to give you that number, but what I can say, we've seen it double um, since the pre-pandemic times, right? Would so in a really quick than of Wahoo users, for example. Uh, that I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't have access to that to, to, to that data to be able to to be able to view it. Um, but the thing about power data is, is like it is the the true measure of the effort that a rider is putting in. Combine that with heart rate, which is the body's response to that effort, we have a really clear kind of physiological um, view of what, of, of what the how the rider is performing. So on Edge Ten Forty, we are translating that um, into kind of helping the rider understand their abilities in the first hand helping the rider understand how their abilities compare to the demands of the course they're trying to do. And then when they get to that course, helping the rider manage their effort through it with things like stamina, which is basically a, your, you know, a view of your what, what fuel tank, what fuel you have left in the tank, um, and with power guide, which is kind of recommending power targets through that ride. And coming back to your original question, we're kind of able to do that because we acquired a company called First Beat Analytics who are physiological experts in their field and edge 1040 is the first example of them helping us develop cycling specific functionality would you go as far as saying that um the edge could start to act as a coach for everyday riders like ourselves who don't have access to a professional coach or who aren't professional riders themselves 100 percent, that's our goal right um are we there yet probably not where we end up where we want to end up being but that is 100 percent our goal you know training with power in particular is a complicated thing um it was previously the preserve of, of kind of the elite uh, the elite cyclist um with a coach and that's just not the case anymore you know more people riding with smart trainers have access to power data power meters themselves have become more affordable more transferable more people riding with those so it's, it's a whole new audience that needs help uh, understandably needs help and guidance on 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 what to do you know how to interpret the information and what to do off the back of it and that is 100 percent our goal how do you think it could be improved because you mentioned it's not quite how you'd like it uh, without going into too many specifics what could 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 be enhanced with this um, sort of this this power profile that you produce for a rider yeah i mean i think the part of it is is just about expanding the capability right it's it's new for a lot of people and a lot of people are coming into it um, for the first time and when, when I, what I mean by improvement is um, you know really just interpreting the information in a better and simpler way for the rider we've started to do that with um, um, with edge 1040 we are helping them understand the type of rider they are we're helping them understand the demands of their course and then we're helping them manage their effort through it um, and you know our goal and as we're showing on some of our forerunners is that we're now tying all of that to the um, tying that training cycle essentially to 
the end user's goal and we're giving adaptive training and adaptive coaching. We're not quite yet, not quite there yet on the cycling front, but we are there um, on the running front and, you know, it's a, it's a natural trajectory for us. Um, which um, data metrics and analytics do you think we might be using in five years' time, say, that we aren't today? Um, heart rate variability has been something that has been around for a while but hasn't become more mainstream until the last couple of years. And it hasn't become more mainstream because people didn't know how to interpret it, right? So it goes back to that original point. You know, data is only really worthwhile for the majority of cyclists if it can be interpreted and presented in a way that makes sense to them. I mean, I don't know what sensors there are going to be out there in five years, um, but I know there will be sensors out there in five years. And, and I guess I will just come back to the point that our goal is to take whatever data is relevant and whatever is going to stick and just to make it understandable and intuitive for the user that's going to be our goal whatever that data is and we're already seeing stuff from people like super sapiens or or dexcom about you know helping athletes and people just generally understand things like glucose levels in their blood those kinds of things Um, so clearly there's going to be sensor development our goal is to interpret it and give guidance to the user off the back of it Will this development reach an endpoint where bike computers can't really become that much more developed and prices might start coming down because now you're adding quite sophisticated safety features like cameras and radars in the barrier. So is there a is there a sort of a peak cycling computer? I mean, we can always make things better, right? Um, we can always make things better. You can always make things um, simpler um, for the user and technology is advancing all the time, you know, for example, Edge 1040, the battery life, we're up to, you know, even without solar, we're up to 35 hours in a demanding use. So just an example of how things continually evolve, continually improve. And you might think that things can't get better. What else are you going to add? But technology has a way of advancing and presenting things to you. And that's, you know, I think we we should continue to, or we will continue to embrace that if it, if it makes sense and if it makes cycling better for whatever type of cyclist you are and um do you think some of these safety features could enhance um, participation too for example encouraging parents to think that the roads are safe if their children are using this device uh, or safer rather and therefore reverse some of the decline in, in in youth cycling yeah that's a really that's a really good point and you know one of our goals for sure is to give riders confidence while they're out on their bikes right and it because it it's a con, it's, concern is maybe the wrong word but it's a thing no matter what level of cyclist you're at right you're on a you know potentially busy road um so we you know with a very radar we want to give the cyclist more awareness of what's happening we want to make the driver more aware that there's a cyclist up front and we want when you're out riding we want you know you to have confidence that people can see where you're at they will automatically get told if you do have an incident or if you need you have a puncture even you can share them your location super easy they come and help you out all of that giving people that confidence is is a key focus um for us and you know we think we you know i think we're pretty proud of of, of some of the stuff that we've done there and we want to continue on that on that path just to give people more confidence while while they're riding out on their bike i mean what i will say is one of the things pandemic has done has seen a huge number more people cycling now than ever before. And we want to help those people stay cycling.
Coming, coming back to the uh, live track feature, are, are there ways that could be made easier to share? Because on, on some of your uh, competitors, that can be done via a, a WhatsApp message, whereas sharing it via social media or email is perhaps not the most intuitive way of, say, letting someone know what time you're going to be finishing your ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we, um, we are continually evolving or trying to evolve all of our stuff when, when it makes sense. So we will continue to try and make all of our functionality easier to, to, to access. The live track we have changed in the last um, 12 months or so to now you can see the course point, uh, sorry, the course that the, the person is following. So you can see where they're headed as well as where they've been. So there are elements that we're trying to change and improve all the time. So, so yes, is the, the, the core answer to that question. We will continually try and make stuff better if it can be made better. Do, is there a risk some of these safety features place a bit too much emphasis on the rider to be seen and maybe sort of excuse some poor drop, poor driving from motorists? I guess in a way we, you know, if I take the Varia radar as an example, right, and, and I think, you know, that's one of the products I'm most proud of in, in my time at Garmin that we've introduced because invariably it is something that people, once they've used it, don't want to ride without. That's not only giving the cyclist more awareness of what's happening behind them, but it also changes the light pattern of the tail light to alert the driver that there's a cyclist up front. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if, if anybody is, if people are more aware that they are, um, of, of a cyclist being up front, they're going to behave differently. Um, and if they're aware as now we have a camera in there that they're being potentially being observed, they're going to behave even more respectfully of, of, of kind of the cyclist. So I think, you know, I, I'm not. I don't buy into the cyclist versus car driver kind of thing. I think we just everybody ultimately wants the roads to be a safer place, and and I would hope that we can we can drive technology that that, that helps helps achieve that. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for your time, Andy. It's been really interesting speaking to you. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on the Buck Radar podcast. No, thanks for the question, Jack. Appreciate it, and thanks for thanks for having us. If you did enjoy this podcast, please give us a five star rating on your favorite podcast provider. And if there's anything we could improve, we'd be grateful for your feedback. Also, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share with whoever you think might enjoy it too. Thanks again for listening and speak soon. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 